Morning, everyone. Today, Bezat Hashem, we're going to learn Daf Mem Tesem Sechas Yevamos. As Barry says in Harrisburg, a good and simmer. Good Vach and a good and simmer. Pesach was good, Andrew. All right, so we start at a very easily definable point. The Mishnah on the very top. First line of Mem Tesem Aleph. The Mishnah asks, uh, by the way, Matt sends everyone regards. He listened to the Shear about the moms there on Erev Pesach. And I said over from Rev Zimmerman of the Agana Sar what he said at the dinner at the at the uh, Skoki Yeshiva, and he Matt had to point out it's not the Skoki Yeshiva, it's the Skoki Yeshiva. It's very important that we understand that, and also that um, yeah, I missed the fact that the Agana Sar. I forgot to mention it's a fat book that Rev Zimmerman wrote about the international dateline, and then I noticed that it was in Shira Shirim, which I should have realized. Aganasar in Shirashir means the center of the earth, which is where the Sanhedrin sat. Uh, which is, you could consider that as a source as to why the international dateline would be unlike the Umos Olam, who see it from the, the Naval Observatory in England, 180 degrees from there. We see it, whether it's 90 degrees, like the Chazanish, or 180 from, uh, like of Tukashitsky, they start from the Aganasar, the center of the earth, which is where the Sanhedrin sits, which is Yerushalayim. Don't get me started, guys. Mishnah. Ezu Mamzer. Okay, but the joke I'll leave out. For now, I'll tell it to you later, Barry. Ezu Mamzer. We've already seen this. This is what we saw last week. But now it's in uh, written form, formalized, the machlokas as to what creates a mamzer. Is it, does it, so we think that, so let's see. We, it's, it, this Mishnah is famous. This is a, what they call the locus classicus, the source of the machlokas as to what creates a mamzer, what kind of union would create a mamzer. So the Mishnah continues, call the, with the sheet of Rabbi Akiva, call she'er basar shu below yavo. The Gemara will discuss where Rabbi Akiva gets it, but what this technically means is any relative, it's two criteria essentially. Very interesting. Lo yavo means that if there's a, um, if the kiddushin is, we'll call unsanctioned in any way, so then it's going to be a, uh, the, the child born of such a union is going to be a mamzer. Now, what's she'er basar? She'er basar is a relative. Oh, so Rashi, kol kurva shehi belav, bafilu ein bakares. So those are the two interesting things. Kagon anusas aviv, right? So anusas aviv is an iser lav, Right, Anusas Aviv technically is not an Isser Kares. She's not related to you per se, or to the person, right? She's not related to the person. She's that, that's not an Isser Kares, it's an Isser Lav. However, she is, in, in the sense, is a Korva because it's called She'er, Basar. In other words, she's not related technically, but she had something to do with Loi Galek Naf Aviv, as the Gemara will say, and therefore there needs to be some. Uh, something tying it back to that in order for the child to be moms according to Rabbi Kiva. There are, are others, right, um, right, that, uh, that there would be no kurva, and as we will see, right, and if there's no kurva, then perhaps it will be, uh, according to Rabbi Kiva, not a mamza, but we will see. There's going to be, I'll give it away now, uh, three-way machlokas in our, in our Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva is the most machmir. Then we move on to Shimon Ateimani, which you may as well read now. Shimon Ateimani Omer, Kol Shechayin Alav Kares Bidei We saw Shimon Ateimani already a few blot ago. He says that the only way you get a mamzer is a union between two people where there's a chiv Kares. Okay. 
the halacha kedvarav, the Mishnah points out, that the halacha is like him. Right? So, kol shechayvim alav karets, last white line Rashi, aval nosech halutzas alav imamzer. In other words, right? You're not going to get a mamzer if you have only an iser love. Okay? So, that's Shimon Taimani. And then the most mekil is Rabbi Yeshua. So, there's a three-way machlokas in the Mishnah. Most machmir is Rabbi Kiva. He says even an iser love, as long as it's uh, share basar. Shimon Taimani says it has to be an iser karets. Rabbi Yeshua, Omer, says the Mishnah. Kol shechayvim alav misas bezdin. Right, so in other words, even if it's an israkaris, uh, they're not the resultant child would not be a mamzer. It would have to be something which is a chi of misas bezdin, right? Like a isr ashis ish. Okay. Now we're going to see in the gemara there's a three way machlokas as to what exactly Rabbi Kiva holds, what this share baser is. So that's what I was leading to. So it's a three-way machlokas in the Mishnah with Rabbi Kiva being the most machmer, but there is a three-way machlokas to what Rabbi Kiva holds. But be that as it may, let's continue with historical uh, tidbit that the Mishnah points out to corroborate the position of Rabbi Yeshua. Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Azai, Matzasi Megillus Yuchasin Yushalayim. Wow, found some records of Yushalayim, some Dead Sea Scroll type stuff, and Vekasav Ba. Or maybe it was just in someone's office. Because of ish ploni mamzer ish. So it's interesting. Rashi has to point out that that's where the statement ends. And then the Mishnah continues to say, Lakayim diver Rabbi Yeshua. That this was Makayim diver Rabbi Yeshua. In other words, the squirrel itself didn't say Lakayim diver Rabbi Yeshua. That's the Mishnah talking. But the point is, so it's said that the ish ploni is a mamzer. There's a Megillas Yuchsin. So somewhere, somebody had a database of everyone's ichus. And in that database, which was found in Yerushalayim, it indicated that someone was a mamzer, and it said it was a mamzer meishish Now, you might have said, well, maybe he has in that database who's a mamzer meishish who's a mamzer meishish and who's a mamzer meishish like to corroborate, right, anybody, uh, any one of these three shitas, Rabbi Bikiva or, right, Rishimon But the fact of the matter is, uh, what he's trying to say, what, what he means to say, I should say, is that when it says, when, when it said in the database that the person was a mamzer, ish, all of the database for the mamzer, all of them said ish, which is to say, part of the way they used to say mamzer in the mamzer database is mamzer ish, which is to say, it was written in that fashion in order to corroborate the shita of Rabbi Yeshua. That's what that means. Okay. Now, of course, the mission itself said that the halacha is like Shema Taimani, so let, we'll, we will see. Okay, now we're uh, a little digression at the end of the Mishnah. There will be a discussion in the Gemara as to whether there's a Chiddush here. Not much. Not much of a Chiddush. We already know this, Andrew, so Chazara for us. Ishta Shemesa Mutarachosa. This is the you know, what, what this is doing here in the Mishnah, we'll talk about. But this is um, against the halacha of the specific erva of a wife's sister, as we said. That is the only erva of the 15 Arias mentioned in the very first Mishnah Yavamas that we keep referencing back to. That's the only erva that falls away at some point. How does it fall away? Because if you marry a woman, you can never marry her sister but that's only so long as she's alive, right? So long as that woman is alive, you can never, and, and the Kiddush is, even if there's a divorce or even if there's something else, right? Um, there's, there's not going to be, right? Or even if she marries someone else, whatever, there's not going to be, uh, 
the Isser Achos Ishto still exists, that the only way it falls away is if the right wife or the ex-wife passes away, as the Mishnah says, Ishto Shemesa Motor Bachosa. That once that Isha passes away, then you are allowed. So it's the only one of the Arayas that actually goes away, that the Achos Isha goes away, but only with the death of the Isha. Gersha Umesa Motor Bachosa. If and this is an interesting thing. If he first divorced his wife, right, and then she died, then he's mutter b'achotah, but not because he divorced her, simply because she died. What's the chiddush there, right? So we'll see. The Gemara is going to point it out that the chiddush it's going to be counter to, but but not before the mesa is the point that the Mishnah is trying to say that the gerushin itself would not enough uh, would not pot to her. And, and similarly, and if the said woman married someone else, right, after the divorce and then died, but again, only after she died, if she divorced and married someone else, that would not be enough to pater her sister for marriage, okay, to the person who she was previously married to. Now, the same halacha is going to apply to Yevimto, says the Mishnah, Yevimto, Shemesa, right? So we're going to treat the Yevimto exactly like Ishto. So if somebody had a Yavama, and she died, he is permitted to marry his sister, but only by the fa- virtue of the fact that she died. Or chalatzla, right, umesa mutabachota, there's exact parallel to gersha meita, right, if he gave a chalitza and she died, mutabachota, but again, only if she died, if she, all he did was give her chalitza, he would not be able to marry her sister. And nises lacher umesa mutabachota, and if after chalitza she married someone else and then died, he is permitted to marry his sister, but again, only by virtue of the fact that she died. Not by virtue, the, just because, and we'll, and again, the Mishnah will try to attempt to see what the extra chiddush is here, but just because she first had chalitza and then married someone else would not pater uh, her sister for marriage to the original person. Okay. Gemara, my time at the Rebbe Kiva. So now we're getting into the psukim. The psukim are, why, the psukim are in the Varm Chav Gimel, the very beginning. The Pasuk says, Lo ikach knaf aviv. And then there's actually Pasuk Bey's t- discusses a unrelated topic of Psuadaka, Loyava Psuadaka Bakal. Okay. And then Pasuk Gimel over there says, Loyava Mamzer Bakal Hashem. Okay. So, Loyikach Ishatashis Aviv, Loyikach Aviv, Loyava Mamzer Bakal Hashem. The two Psukim are not actually next to each other. There's a Pasuk in between. But, be that as it may, Rabbi Kiva sees those Psukim as being smuchin. And what do they teach you? That that something about loikach ishes ishes aviv informs what becomes a mamzer. Says the Gemara. My time to Rabbi Kiva. The chesiv loikach ishes ishes aviv loigalek naf aviv kanaf shara aviv loigale. That means that the what you can't be megale is anything that your father saw. That is the source. That it's even if it's not through marriage. Kanaf shara aviv means anything that your father, anybody that your father cohabited with. Even if it was not through marriage, lo yigale, which is to say, right, that if you were megale, so then there would be a mamzer from that relationship based on the fact of the smuchim of the psukim. Might as well point out the first tosfos um, on the widest line. Uh, what about that intervening pasuk of loyav obtuvdaka? Says uh, says tosfos im tomer v'amafsek kra loyav obtuvdaka bein time. That's a, looks like a huge chiddush, but I guess it's not. In other words, 
or maybe because it's not a real smichas partius, I don't know, but the point is that the, the Tosfos says that because that middle pasuk, pasuk bays, is not really in the context of anybody having kids or really doesn't have anything to do with moms there, we count it as if it's not there. And still the first and the third psukim in Perakhaf Gimel juxtapose in Rabbi Kiva Shita to teach you what becomes a mamzer. Okay. Be that as it may, now we're going to get into the three of Machlokas within Rabbi Kiva's follows. Vesavla Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, Banusas Aviva Kazamidaber. In other words, it all has to do with how you define that pasuk. Loigalek Nafaviva, Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's referring to Anusas Aviv, the Havila Chayve Lavin. And that is a chiyuv lav, the, the right anusas aviv. The samich lo yava mamzerikalashem. And again, it's supposed to point out it's not a real smichus, but since the pasuk shortly thereafter says lo yava mamzerikalashem, we still consider it to be in the context, and therefore alma mehani have mamzer. Therefore, we see that from a child born of such a union of one who is with anusas aviv, which is an iser lav. You would have a mamzer. That's what the Torah is trying to teach you by telling you you can't be with Anusas Aviv and lo, and that uh, right and the loyavo mamzer bekal Hashem, right? That uh, that the mamzer is what would result if you did or if you were megalik naf aviv, and therefore that is the shitas of Yehuda that loyigalik naf aviv is a love, and that's what the mamzer means. That is the source for Rabbi Akiva. Okay. However, Rabbi Simai, Rabbi Simai reads Rabbi Kiva differently, as follows. He says, Rabbi Simai, demirabe shar chayve lavin, the lav dish'er. According to Rabbi Simai, right, Rashi, um, Rabbi Simai holds within Rabbi Akiva that it doesn't even have to have anything to do with your father or any relationship of share, any chi of lav, which is to say any unsanctioned, right, uh, Marriage, he's going to have to read the whole different thing differently. We see this this Rashi with the Rav Simai. It says that it says in Kesubas and Kedushin, he says min hakol hayalsu Rabbi Kiva Mamzerim chutz me almana lekoin gadol she also halalin. That's a different thing, but from the fact that it says chutz me almana alma afilu chayve lavin shelo machmas korva merabe kigon machzir gushaso right. So here, that's a good example. Machzir gushaso is iser lav. Has nothing to do with your father. Has nothing to do with any relationship. That's your. That's that was a person that was your wife, but she's not related to you in any other way, and it's only in a salav. And yet, uh, or in a sinali Israel, right? These are lotitchatein bam, and all of these, though uh, all of these lavin, according to Rabbi Simai, would also result in a mamzer, according to Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Yeshev of the Merabe Afilu Chayve Asay. Rabbi Sheva is the most machmir shita within the most machmir shita within, within Rabbi Akiva who says isulav. He's going to say not just an isulav, but even a chiva say. What would be an example of a chiva say? Rashi mitzri or adomi. Why is it chiva say? Because it says right dor shlishi avolahem. So it's a lav habami klal say. And still by lav habami klal say, everyone, everyone is a. Vlad Mamzer, and that's what it says. This is what it says. Rabbi Shevav, we'll see him in Ksuvis soon enough. Maybe Bizochar to learn that as well. It says, Bo Benitzach Alakiva Ben Yosef Shei Omer Kol Shein Lo Bia Beisrael Vlad Mamzer. Basically, once you get into the Chivei, I say. So basically, you're saying any unsanctioned marriage will result in Mamzer. That does result. If you hold of that, then it results in a prolifer- proliferation of Mamzer. Now. 
uh, how do you read that in the Psukim, though? So it says the Gemara, Nafkalahu mi velo. That's how you read it. In other words, what's mi velo? Because the Torah could have said, Lo yikach ish es eshes aviv vegalek naf aviv. Don't take, right, eshes aviv, and in so doing, reveal knaf aviv, right? But it didn't say that. It said, Lo yikach eshes aviv velo yigalek knaf aviv. That extra word velo is meaning, is coming to add something. Uh, so once you say it's coming to add something, then Reb Simai and Reb Shavav are both able to expand it. Reb Shavav to Isuri Lab and, and Reb uh, Simai to Isuri Lab and Reb Shavav even to Chiyuv So that is their source. So again, the three of is within Reb Kiva. All of the Shittas within Reb Kiva assume that, the, that he's learning this Mamzer from the context in the Torah of Mamzer in the Parsha of Loi Galek Nafaviv, and then it's just a question of how do you interpret Loi Galek Nafaviv? If you hold, right, like Rabbi Yehuda, which seems to be like the prevalent Shita within Rabbi Kiva, because we see that's the, the Shita we see er, elsewhere that has to do with Kurva, so then, so then that's Shita's Rabbi Yehuda. But if you hold, like Rabbi Sumai and Rabbi Shivav, that it does, that it's even Isuri Lavin, uh, that don't have to do with Korva or even Isuri SA. So if that's what, how you understand the Pasuk, then you'll hold that even those unions would create a Mamzer. Wow. So that is the source for Sh- Sh- uh, Shitas Rabbi Akiva. Now the question is, he's learning it from Sukkim. Uh, so how could anybody argue on him? On him? So ask the Gemara, Bashimana Taimani, what's he going to do with this, uh, Pasuk? Says the Gemara, Sabalakarabanan. Well, they understand as a totally different thing, as referring to Shomeris Yavam. Well, once you're referring to Shomeris Yavam, then again, they use the same mechanism as Rabbi Kiva. Shimon Ataymani is still learning Mamzer in the context of Loigalek Knaf Aviv. Only he understands Knaf Aviv to be referring to the Shomeris Yavam, Once you say that it's referring to the Shomeris Yavam, so then just like a Shomeris Yavam, we know that if a person cohabits Khalila with his father's Shemeris Yavam, that is an Isser Kares, David Lechaivi Krisus, right? So Alma Mechaivi Krisus Havi Mamzer. That is the source of Shimon Ataymani, who the Mishnah says we all like, of Chaivi Krisus. That only Chaivi Krisus created Mamzerus because that is what is referring to by Loi Gale Knaf Haviv. Amazing. Um, right? And so, Shemeris Yavam. The Habila Ashis Achiaviv Uvakaris. Okay. Says Rashi. Ashis Achiaviv, that's the point. Right. She is that that's the erva. That that's that makes it karis. Okay. Now, the Gemara asks Rabbi Yeshua, and what's the basis of the most makal sheet of Rabbi Yeshua? That you need to have uh, something that is Chiv Misa. So it says Lichso Rahmana Loi Gale. Why does it say lo yikach velo yigalek nafiv lo yikach ish es eshes aviv velo yigalek nafiv? So why does it have right? It just should have said lo yigalek, right? Lo or, or or it could have just said lo yikach. But let's say it says lo yikach ish es eshes aviv. Uh, oh no! So maybe lo yigalek is the only thing that would have made sense. That what? That ish es eshes aviv lo yigalek nafiv, or ish lo yigalek nafiv. It could have said. 
But instead it says, Lo yikach ish eshes aviv velo yigalek nafaviv. What is it trying to teach you? And a love, hachikamar. Not what you would have expected. That the lo yikach and the lo yigaleh, so you may have thought that it was meant to double down. Tell you it's like extra yisurim. No, it's trying to tell you the opposite. Mi lo yikach ad lo yigaleh havimam zer. Tfei lo havimam zer. Supposed to bookend the ex- only case where you have a mamzer, which is ashesish. That's what it means. That's how Rashi explains it. Three lines from the bottom. Since it says right, and then it says in the middle, it's only that which is between those two words. Since one of them is superfluous, it's to create a bookend effect, and that bookend effect. Really cancels out the lo yikach and the lo yigalen and says only that specific case of ishes ish, which is a chiv misa, would there be a issue? Only that is relevant to mamzer, and that is shitas Rabbi Yeshua. Fine. So, are there any cases where we would say that everyone would hold that, that the child is not mamzer? So let's see. Amar Abaye. So two fascinating cases. Last line on Testament Aleph. Amar Abaye. Akol modim bival anida velasota. Shane of Vlad Mamzer, as we turn to on Testament Bases. In those cases, the Vlad would not be Mamzer. Right. Um, okay. Um, Rashi. Rashi over there says, why would you say that the Vlad is not a Mamzer? What's the Bala need of a Bala Sota? Well, that's Chai Lavin. These are Chai Lavin, but, right, they're not. Now, what's the Chi of Lav? Well, that's a Pasuk. There's a pasuk. Let's say the sota. It says lo yichal bala rishon sheshulchal l'shuv lekachtal yot leisha acharei asher hutmaah. Right? That's a pasuk that we say by the, by, by the sota. Okay. So this is a lav. It's a iser lav. It's not iser karis. And there, there's no mamzeres. Why is there no mamzeres? Well, because as we'll see, the following it says the gemara nida. The reason is the hatafsi bakidushin shenema betehini data lav. In other words, when you say that you're not supposed to cohabit with Anida, right, it actually says that that would be a problem, but it'll be Alav in the sense that what? That it'll still work. How does it, how does it get Alav, right? Because after all, she, it, the Kiddushin actually um, is Tofes, okay? So that is the issue. And again, when we say that there's a mom's there, there's an implication that the Kiddushin would be toface. We've said this before. It's not really brought out in this Gemara until now. Uh, but the fact of the matter is the Rabbi Kiva would in fact hold that those Kiddushin, where those uh, unions that result, result in a mom's there, those Kiddushin wouldn't be toface. That's, that's unique about the sheet of Rabbi Kiva also. In other words, Rabbi Kiva holds that if you have an unsanctioned marriage that results in Yisra love, that marriage isn't going to work. It's not going to take... So similarly here, by Anita, however, even Rabbi Akiva and anybody would hold that that marriage would take, right? So Chupas Nida, it does in fact take, so that means that since the Kedushan takes, it must be that even Rabbi Akiva would agree that the Vlad is not a Mamzer. That's the point, okay? Uh, right, because again, a Mamzer only results when the, there is no Kedushan, okay? And Sotanami, similarly with Sota, the Hatafsiba Kedushan, so Rashi says, Leisha says Rashi, shizinta, right? Even if, right, there was a chalilas nus lo falkum kidushi kidushi harishonim. In other words, 
you have to divorce her, but you need a get. Oh, get it? Um, the fact that you need a get is mashma that the, the, the original kiddushin are still intact, right? They're going to ask you to get divorced. They're going to force you to get divorced. But the fact that they force you to get divorced with a get means that the marriage doesn't automatically dissolve. And that's what Rashi explains. The fact that the marriage doesn't automatically dissolve means that the kiddushin is still tofus, even when your bo- one is boel, a Right, Isha Shazinta, and therefore this Sota is also Tafsi Bakidushin, and therefore uh, offspring of that union would in fact not be a Mamzer. And now, Tanya Nami Haki, we have a Brisa to support this uh, ruling of Mamzer. Oh, Andrew, they slipped a third one in there. The Nida and the Sota, we already discussed, Abaye just explained, and here he's saying Shemeris Yavam also, Ain of Lad Mamzer. What is Rashi saying over here, Shemeres Yabam? Because it says, Lotiye Eishas Hames, Lotit Kadesh Eishas Hames Bikidushin, Leish Zar, Alma Kidushin Tafslinba. Right, Rashi says that the Pasuk says that, uh, the, the, that Eishas, there's the Isser Lav, she can't marry somebody else, Bikidushin Leish Zar. Ah, Bikidushin Leish Zar. So that's what it means, Lotiye Eishas Hames. She's not allowed to become his Eishas. Well, if the Kiddushin wasn't Tophis, she wouldn't be able to be uh, to become his Aishas. As we've already said, tonight Rabbi Engelsberg, Shlita, this is for a shout out, I think, is making a wedding. So you could go to Ataraselka, you can get Nasi Gross, and you can get Jeffrey Reshes, but the Kiddushin are not going to be Tophis in the case of, right, the, the uh, Shomeris Yavam. But, uh, but Yosef is, is not marrying Shomeris Yavam, he's marrying a total Pnuya. In fact, one of the top teachers in, in Beis Yaakov. Oh, um, so Rabbi, Rabbi Engelsberg is, is uh, dean of students at Beis Yaakov. So he picked the, the best teacher for his son. That's cheating, isn't it, Barry? That's called insider trading. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. to build Okay, so, yeah, but, but again, the Kiddushan or Tophis, but there wouldn't be, uh, so the fact that Kiddushan or Tophis in, in the case, in a different case, in the case of a Shemeris Yavam, is ma- is mashma that the, the so by by that you really you know that the child would not be a mamzer fine so abaye why did abaye the gemara says ve why did abaye not mention the case of shemeres yavam why did he only mention the nida and the sota shemeres yavam misapkale ikiravi kishmul because what what we're leaving out of here is that actually there's a machlokas with regards to shemeres yavam whether the kiddushin is, is tofis or not so right the brisa is is uh, bringing up. Uh, just the sheet of Shmuel that she is able to be um, to be Makadesh. But the fact of the matter is that Abai himself wasn't sure whether he held like Rav Shmuel, so he left Shemeres Yavam out of it and only mentioned the Nida and the Sata. Fine. Okay, so now let's go to the middle part of the Mishnah. I'm Rav Shimon ben Azai. What is this genealogical records in Yerushalayim? So Tani Rav Shimon ben Azai Omer Matzati Megillas Yuchson Yerushalayim Bekasuba Ish Ploni Mamzer Meishesish Bekasuba Mishnas Rebbe Liazer Ben Yaakov Kavanaki. So now it's talking about other different things that he found in these records in Yerushalayim. So the first thing was Ish Ploni Mamzer Meishesish, which we said corroborated the Shita of Rabbi Shua, the Meikel Shita of what creates Mamzer, and then it also said that whatever we learn from Liazer Ben Yaakov, his his teachings are few but glat. They're very accurate. Okay. And also the Menashe killed Yeshaya. Uh, okay. Like, uh, who done it? Uh, right? So Menashe, the evil king, 
right, killed Yeshaya. We'll, 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 we'll get into this. So let's talk about, let's talk about it. Menashe Aragat Yeshaya. Uh, what about the Mishnah Surah Yaakov Kavanaki? That, that we've seen elsewhere. Did we say that Rebbe Lezab and Yaakov was the, was the author of Masechah's, no, no, Yuma? No, that may, may have been somebody else. But when, when we learned from, I think, in Masechah's Yuma, I think we mentioned that when we had a Machlokas, I think it was maybe Daf Yud, don't quote me on it, we had a Machlokas, we didn't know, right? There were so many differences of opinion um, about how the Beis HaMikdash looked, Bismana Mikdash, and what were the dimensions and what was situated where? And I think it was there that we said that we had to give prominence to the sheet of Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov because Mishnah's Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov was Kavanaki. We paskin like him. Um, I saw in the art school, Rabbi Nuchananel in Erevin um, writes that why you say Kavanaki? Kav is the Gematria 102. And we hold, there were 102 rulings of Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov. Very interesting. Okay, but we don't hold like all of them. But be that as it may, what's, what happened with Menashe? Who was he? He was the evil, evil uh, king. He was very big, Andrew, and proliferating. Chas v'shalom, Avodazara. That's not a good. That's not a good thing for a Jewish king to be in char- to to take on as a as an agenda. Now, of course, his father was a big tzaddik, Chizkiah, and his grandfather was was a navi. So it turns out he killed his grandfather. The Menashe killed his own grandfather. How did he do so? I'm a Rava. Rava gives some detailed accounts. He said, Medon Daine Bekatle. Menashe judged his grandfather, the prophet Ishaya, and then killed him. Amar Menashe said to his grandfather, Moshe Rabcha Amar, your teacher. He sounds like the Russia in the Haggadah. Not my teacher, your teacher taught you. Kiloyer any Adam Bechai. Moshe Rabbeinu said that. Moshe Rabbeinu said that if a, that Hashem said that if somebody saw me, he would die. And you, Grandpa Ishaya, you said that you saw Hashem sitting on the throne. So how could it be? You must be a false prophet, which is a capital offense, and therefore he had a uh, premise uh, with for which to kill his own grandfather because it sounds like he because w- he told him that he was a false prophet because he was going against the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu says, you'll never be able to see Hashem and you claim to have seen Hashem. So that can't be. Furthermore, Moshe Rabcha Amar, Mi Kashem Elokeinu B'chol Kareinu Alav. That Hashem is always, is great. What makes Hashem great? Well, one of the things is he's always accessible to us whenever we call out to him. Ve'at Amar Dish Hashem B'Imatso. And you, Grandpa said that we can only find Hashem when he is found and there are, in fact, times when he's not available. So whereas your Rebbe, Moshe Rabbeinu, said that he's always available, you only said he's sometimes available and therefore you are a false prophet and I'll kill you for that reason as well. And finally, a third reason, Moshe Rabbeinu, that seems to indicate that Hashem uh, fills out uh, and project a certain number of days for everyone's life and never adds to it. And you said to my father, Chizkiah, who was a big tzaddik, um, that he's going to add 15 years to his life. There was a situation, a scenario where Chizkiah was ill and, and Yishayahu, his father, prayed for him and he was able to do tshuva and reverse the decree and he referred to him that he had, uh, that he had added 15 days to his life, 15 years rather to his life, and therefore... We see three uh, three instances. So this was like Rebbe uh, 
Reb Shechter Shlita says, not a shvach apikoros, right? Like the worst kind. This is a guy who's using the Torah, and he's actually like using the psukim and all, and he's being medayik, doing a lot of eon. He's putting a lot, burning a lot of calories, being an apikoros here, right? Uh, trying to prove that Ishayo is a Navi Sheker, even though he knows he's not, and in order to have a pre, uh, premise for which to kill him. It was a real, a real low life, Menashe. Anyway, so I'm a Ishaya. So Ishai thought to himself, Interesting. I said he used the Lashon of the Russia. A controversy broke out in our Pesach Seder. My mother thinks that the Russia, um, my mother said she doesn't like the way the Russia is treated. You're supposed to talk to him. He came to the Seder. Why Why are you being obnoxious to the Russia? He came to the Seder. It doesn't matter what he asks. It should be nice to him. So I tried to explain to her that he's not interested and you being nice to him, he's going to use anything that you say, he'll, 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 he'll uh, turn against you. He, he's got an agenda. He's not really engaging you in an exchange of ideas. That was my answer. And subsequently, I saw that Rabbi David Katz says that Moshe Feinstein agrees with my mother. Moshe Feinstein wrote uh, in, that uh, in today's day and age in America, you, you have to treat the Russia differently, that you have to talk to everyone because they can't handle any amount of criticism uh, or exchange of ideas, just have to be nice to everybody. So my mother was Mechavent of Moshe Feinstein, of course. She's always, uh, she always ends up uh, being right about stuff. But anyways, so Amar Yishaya, Yedana Bey Yishaya took my more old school approach. I know that he doesn't care what I'm gonna say. It's not gonna matter. Anything I'm gonna say, even if I give him to Rutsim, will be held against me. And by the way, even worse, once I explained to him all these three stiras that he mentioned and I explained it away, then he will do it anyway, right? He'll kill me anyway. He'll kill, right, uh, me anyway. And then he's be considered amazed because he will, have, at least now, you could at least have plausible deniability and say that he did it on the premise that, uh, that, that he was a Navi Shaker, right? So, so that's why Shai didn't answer any of these questions. Be that as it may, Amar Shem Ibala So instead, Ishaya being a, a Navi, he hid in a different way. He said the Shemim Furish, and he ended up getting swallowed by a cedar tree, and thus he was able to escape uh, temporarily the sword of Menashe. However, Asyua Laarza Unasrua. Menashe's men went to the cedar tree and split it with an axe. Do you see Art Squirrel? Uh, the art school explains, how did he see him? Because I, uh, the prophet Isaiah hid in the most yeshivish way possible. It was magic. He was able to be swallowed up by the tree, but his tzitzis were sticking out. <laughs> okay. So, puma. when the axe reached Isaiah's mouth, he died. There's a whole discussion here, right? In Shayao, he says, I'm sitting with an amtmes fasayim. The fact of the matter is, he didn't make this up. He wasn't saying Lashon Hara about Klal Yisrael out of nowhere. Hashem actually, you know, had just said that to him. In other words, he knew this for a fact. He wasn't, but the fact that he was able to say something negative about Klal Yisrael casually uh, was like his only punishment. And this holy Navi uh, was thus vulnerable only in the area of his lips. You see the uh, unbelievable uh, way that we, how protective we are of Klal Yisrael and their reputation and how, um, how negative it is to say something casual about them. 
Okay, 6.13 a.m. We might be able to finish the parak. Let's see. At any rate, so we said before that Ishaya did not want to answer because there was no point. He didn't want to turn, right, um, his grandson Menashe into a mazid. So he didn't answer these three steers in the psukim. But we're sincere. We're willing to have an exchange of ideas here. We're trying to be the chacham. So let's, let's see what the steers and the psukim, let's see how we resolve them as follows. Says the, says the Gemara. Here's the first one. What was the first one? The first one was, just to review, the eras Hashem, that Moshe Rabbeinu said, if anybody sees Hashem, he'll immediately expire. And yet, Yishai himself said that he saw Hashem on the throne. Says the Gemara, Kedetanya. Well, that's like we saw in the Brisa. Kon vim nistaklu which is to say, Moshe Rabbeinu had a very different kind of nevoah than anyone else. He didn't have to fall, as the Ramam explains, he didn't need to fall asleep. It wasn't a terrifying experience for him. He could, so to speak, have that relationship summon, not summon, but, you know, have the nevoah whenever he wanted. He had an open door policy with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and therefore, that's the Aspaklaria Meira. What Moshe Rabbeinu was saying is that nobody else, right, uh, can have that kind of vision with Hashem and survive. But in the fashion of the other Nevi'im, when you fall asleep and you're terrified, in that sense, you can see the Kisei HaKavod, right? So that's, the, that's how you resolve that contradiction. So in other words, when Moshe was talking about the way in which you cannot see Hashem and survive, he was talking about a totally different way entirely. He was talking about like direct, head-on, full vision of Hashem that nobody could see. But to have like the partial vision of Hashem that the regular, so to speak, Nevi'im get, that can be done. That is the first contradiction. Second contradiction, just to review. Uh, it seemed like, like Moshe Rabbeinu says we could always access HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and ask, beseech him for forgiveness and this and that. And yet, it seemed from, right, and yet, uh, 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 and yet the Ishaya, Ishaya said, Dear Shashem be Right? In contrast with seeing, saying that you could see him all the time, but Kol Karenu a love, as Moshe Rabbeinu had said, um, Ishaya said it's only when he can be found. When is that? So let's see. He says the Gemar Habayachid Habatsibur. Amazing. That specific times is Vyachid, which is to say, a Tzibur, as we're soon to have, can always access Hashem. That's why if you need to access Hashem, you, uh, it's always good to collect a tzibur. That's why you daven a tzibur. A tzibur always has access to Karsh Baruch Hu. Amazing. But a yachid davening needs to daven at specific times in order to get right the blessings of Hashem, in order to be able to access Hashem to that level. And when is that, says the Gemara? V'yachad emas. Amar b'nachman abar rabbi barabua. Elu asar yalim shebein rosh Hashanah le'im kippur. Yom ha-kippurim. That's during aseris yamei tshuva. Um, the language is a little imprecise, right? It says the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's like Ad Ve'ad Bechlal. It includes, obviously, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Those are the 10 days. Okay, and the third uh, contradiction, at Mispar Yamecha Amale. What does it mean? Does Hashem have a specific number of days and he takes away? Or can he also add days as we saw were added to Chizkiah, right? That Yeshaya was able to add years to Chizkiah's life. So Tanai, that actually is a Machlokas Tanai. So it's not really... A machlokas. Uh, so, so in other words, it's not really a contradiction. It's just a machlokas tanaim. Detanya es mispar yamecha amaleh. Right. So when it says that pasuk 
that I'm going to fill your days, elushnei doros, right? So it, it's talking about, right, at the time, right, these days are the years of the generation. So zacha, if you merit, mashlimim lo, lo zacha, pochatin lo. Diva Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva says, that's the amount of time you're supposed to live out. If you're zocha, you'll live out, so you're supposed to be 120, you got 120. You're not zocha, then it just goes down, it never goes up. That's Rabbi Akiva's shita. However, chamim omim zocha mosifin lo. Chamim say, no. So you could have, you could live to 135 if you want, if you're zocha. Lo zocha pochatin lo. If not, you live less. So I'm a little Rabbi Akiva. By the way, Andrew, we're in Nunam Aleph. I don't mean to brag, but... That's where we are. Hareyu Omer, the Osafti al Yamecha Chamesha Shana. So Rabbi Akiva said, wait a minute. It's, uh, uh, in other words, Rabbanan said to Rabbi Akiva that the Pasuk says, right? Yeshaya told Chizkiah that he added 15 years. So how can you even hold Rabbi Akiva that there's no such thing as adding years? So Amalem, so Rabbi Akiva answered, Mishalaho Sifulo. Yeah, but Chizkiah was supposed to live, let's say, to 120. I don't remember the age that he that he uh, finally passed. And then he got sick for whatever reason. So then he was going to die at 105. And then when they prayed and they reversed the decree, so it was restored to 120. So these were the years that he, right, was supposed to live anyway. So I'm right. Teda, and by the way, know for sure that those were originally already supposed to be the years of his life. Because, because about 200 years or more prior to that, right, there was a Navi that said, that Yeshayahu is going to be, he, his birth was already prophesied years before. And if you do the math, you see that Menashe was not yet born at the time, okay? And therefore, obviously Chizkiah's uh, predetermined life, lifespan must not have been completed because you're supposed to, right, have, have been uh, coexisting at, at, according to the prophecy with Menashe. But the Rabbanon say, Rabbanon, Miksiv Mechizkiah, Leves David Ksiv. It never said that it would have to be Chizkiah's kid. It just said that it would be somebody born to base David. So, Imechizkiah, Nola, Imechina Shachrina. Right? That could have been either Chizkiah's kid or someone else's kid. So, it's not necessarily a Raya um, one way or another. And therefore, we still have the Machlokas. So it is interesting that that which uh, Menashe pointed out was a contradiction. The psukim are still a little bit ambiguous, but he wouldn't call it a contradiction. I guess the fact that it's a machlokas tanaim means that it's sort of like an ambiguity as opposed to a contradiction. And finally, the last piece of Gemara, the two dots over here, Ishta Shemesa, Yivimta Shemeta, a fascinating idea. Amar of Yosef, Kan Shana Rebbe, Rebbe taught us here, Mishnah She'en Atzricha. A redundancy, how do you like that? A Mishnah you didn't really need. What do you mean Mishnah She'en Atzricha? Rashi. The Zil Krebe Rav Hu Aleah. What are the Beirav? The kindergartners. The kindergartners know. Any kid in the street knows that, that this, this uh, uniqueness with regards to the erva of the Eishos Ach, um, rather the, acho, the Achos Ishto, I should say, everyone knows that Bechayeha, she is Aser, and then when she, when she dies, she's unique. It's an erva that when she dies, the Achos Isha dies, um, she, the when the isha dies, the achos isha becomes mutter. See, I got it straight. Every kindergartner knows this: that when you marry, when one marries a woman, you can never marry a sister, so long as the woman that you're married to is alive, even if there's a divorce, and even if subsequent to the divorce she married someone else. 
right? But when she dies, you can marry her sister. Every child does that, and that creates a Mishnah Shein Tzrich over here. Hadron Allah, Chachotz, Levimto. We'll continue, Bezat Hashem, tomorrow with the new parak of Rabbi Gamliel.